Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, now is the time. Text those questions in 421-3776-421-ESPN. Powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let him go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. You know, in the in the previous segment, we were talking about potential quarterback changes around the league and who, who yeah. ultimately is a starter from this season that just ended that would end up on another team. Is it is it just Jimmy G? Is it? I was thinking Carson Wentz is a is a really likely candidate to play in another city. But yeah, who are the starters from this most recent season? Do you think are Almost certainties in your mind to be playing elsewhere. Well, I think Jimmy Garoppolo for sure. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston, who's on who's on injured mm, reserve. Forgot about him. Yeah, so I was like, you, you probably have to include him, uh, and then you start to really struggle because again, you know, where are the starters? Uh, what right? about Carson? Do you think he sticks sticks with the Colts? Or a lot does... of a lot of people in Indy think he's gone. Yeah, a lot of national people think he's gone. And so the question is going to be what they're going to do, and I have no idea what they're going to do because I think the the uh, the roster for uh, quarterbacks right now is very very limited, and if that's going to be the case, how are you going to find one? Were, were you kind of su- surprised that Frank Wright couldn't turn Carson Wentz around? I thought that that was going to be like the perfect marriage. There. I thought so too, yeah. But it, uh, I don't know what it was, but it just it just didn't happen. And uh, you know, I, I still thought n- numerically. His, his stats weren't bad. And again, it's like, uh, you know, if you're going to be in the AFC, you can't afford to drop back at quarterback and get something less. And so I thought at least he can compete against the, uh, you know, the, the nine quarter, the, the good quarterbacks in the AFC, the nine good young quarterbacks in the AFC. But apparently the thought is that they can't. And what they do is going to be a big question. Well, and you know, you have to say, and Carson Wentz just in general, yeah. um, he's, he's thrown just seven picks yeah. four, four different times in his career so he he takes care of the ball and yeah he's he's kind of one of those mystery guys yeah, that kind of floats around in the middle and you're like yeah he he would be you know you're you're getting something above average but not much i guess yeah. is the way i look at yeah, I, yeah sam darnold i think is going to be traded so you know he's going to be one that is going to be in play um uh, does he still consider? I mean, I know there's lots of people that love his, you know, arm strength yeah. and things like that, and you know, and I've been like, hey, let's give him a chance and everything, but the clock's ticking on him, it seems like, and I don't know, it's been what four years for him mm-hmm. now? Yeah, yeah, no. and uh, I mean, he's still young. There's no question about that. But they don't like him in Carolina, so he's gone. You know, Deshaun Watson is going to be in play for a trade. Question is going to be, you know, will anybody trade for him? You know, knowing that he has, you know, the 21 lawsuits against him for you know sexual type of things, uh, somebody probably will. So that that could be that could be a possibility. Uh, so you know, Deshaun Watson's going to be out there. I'm still wondering about a guy like Marcus Mariota, you mm. know, because Marcus Mariota, you know, could come out and maybe help a team. You know, one guy that uh, Dave was talking about earlier at the uh, NFL Honors yeah. ceremony was was Aaron Rodgers, and at the very beginning of the year, we talked about oh, he's got he's got beef with the front office, and maybe with Lafleur. And then as the season went on, he was talking about how much fun he was having and what a great time he's having. And then at that at that ceremony, he was he was praising the coach and praising everybody, yet still saying, "Yeah, I haven't decided what yeah. I'm going to do." Which I mean, he's not a free agent, so so he's clearly not 
hey, I'm staying here. This is where I want to be. Where are you at with him now that the season's done, hearing what he said throughout the entire year, hearing what he said at that ceremony? Where is he playing next year? I think Green Bay right now because, again, if you follow what was said over the weekend, you know a lot of uh, the Green Bay Packers might be willing to make him the highest-paid player in football. And if that's going to be the case and they find a way to keep uh, Devontae Adams, then I think he stays. You know, because, again, if they're going to pay him $45 million bucks, you know, it's like why would you go someplace else, <laughs> particularly knowing that you're in the NFC, you're the number one seed, you're a four-time MVP, you're coming off an MVP-type season, and uh, the NFC is not loaded with good quarterbacks. By the way, did you see yeah. the story uh, from Jim Gray last night? Because Tom Brady was on Jim Gray's show, as he is every week on Monday, uh-huh. and this was the final episode of that on the Tom Brady uh, broadcast on Westwood, and he actually said that uh, he's really leaning towards staying retired. And because of the fact that he wants to you know, concentrate on family, you know, he's got the three kids, he's got the wife and everything else. And so it looks like, uh, you know, again, we don't know. I mean, because, again, you know, uh, he already put out the question mark whether he was going to play next year or not, you know, a week ago. Now he's saying that uh, he's really leaning towards staying retired. And so that could take him out of the mix totally. Yeah. Well, I just have already counted him out. Yeah, well, so were we believing he was really going to come back after just making the announcement he was going to retire? I didn't, no. Yeah. But again, but again, but again, let's say, for example, um, you know, because they have to keep him under contract until June, because if anything happens to him now where they put him on the retired list or they, uh, you know, they cut him or do anything, it's a $32 million cap hit. Where if you wait till June, whatever you do with them, it's going to be an eight million dollar cap hit this year and twenty four million next year. And so it's like uh, I don't think they want to take the thirty two million dollar cap hit. But the thought was that maybe, just maybe, that you get to uh, June and you talk your way into going to San Francisco, the team he's wanted to go to since uh, you know he left New England, and uh, you know that could have been a possibility. But uh, now. You know, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Boy, you know, it's funny how some just a little bit of information can sway you how you feel about yeah. things anyway. Because I was thinking, okay, Aaron Rodgers, that seems like a great fit for him with Denver. But, you know, after having heard that and, you know, the things he said about LaFleur at the honors thing, it wasn't like he changed his mind or anything in the last two or three months. It it, it seems like they have had a good relationship. Yeah, yeah. And he basically said he loved him. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's he's going to stay there. But what are the Broncos going to do, John? I don't know. Good question. I Man. mean, they're, they're, they're going to be in trouble because, again, if they have to rely on a draft choice this year, then they're going to be a 6-7 win team, even though they're uh, playoff caliber talent on that team. Yep. Because, again, if you're in the AFC and you've got the nine quarterbacks who are all former first-round picks, I'm throwing uh, Baker Mayfield aside, seven who – have uh, you know at least been top ten picks and six have been to the Pro Bowl? Then if you can't compete against that group, which of course you can't with a young quarterback or a lesser quarterback, I mean you're going to be dead. Four two one three seven seven six four two one ESPN. That's the uh, text line for your questions for John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, you can text those in. It, it, as far as uh, any other quarterbacks, were you, you mentioned one backup in, yeah. in Mariota, obviously being potential to move any other backups we're not talking about that you think could uh end up as a starter coming into this season yeah i'm, I'm starting to th- wonder about gardner Minshew. 
Okay. Because at times he's been out there, he's been pretty good. And uh, if there's going to be a dearth of talent to trade for or get at the quarterback position, Minshew could be one of those guys that uh, you know can come in. And even though you know, he's not a big name or anything like that, maybe he can come in and help out. You know, it's too bad, and I don't know if how, how you would have answered this question had it not happened, but yeah. the, the stuff with Geno Smith, I mean, I, I felt like he definitely uh, upgraded his position in the NFL. Right. I mean, you know, as far as desirability, I'm not saying he could be a starter, but, you know, he figured out some things. Don't throw on the run because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can't do it. Strength. But, you know, and I know that that was bad pass defense, but there was a couple of throws that he made in the Jacksonville game where he was helping his receivers out a lot with, uh, you know, the accuracy and leading them away from coverage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If that, if he hadn't had that whole incident, you know, would you have, would you have said that maybe he could possibly fight for a, a starting job somewhere as a holding place? I would say no. No? No. I mean, I'd say right you now. You didn't see enough from him to. No, I just, I mean, right now, I think. I mean, well, I'm you know, saying without. I'm saying before the whole. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I still say no. Yeah. I mean, because again, I mean, when you think about it, again, he, uh, you know, he he hadn't played in so many years because of the health, the good health of Russell Wilson, and so he comes out, he does some good things and all that stuff. I don't think he's shown enough since uh, coming back. Now, again, he's been a starter. He was a starter with the New York Jets and all that different stuff. But I'd say no. Uh, John four two five asking about Tyler Huntley, the backup on the Ravens yeah. roster. Is he a guy that could be on the move, or is he going to stick there as a backup? I think he's going to stick there as a backup. But again, if they can get the right offer for him, then maybe he can do it. Because again, he did a good job last year filling in for Lamar Jackson, and so it's like uh, that, that could be a candidate to do some things. Yeah, because again, I mean, he looked good. I mean, he, he was able to run, he was able to throw, he was able to do some good things. So I think that uh, you know the. Uh, you know the text. The text really, I think, has come. That's a, that's a good possibility. Yeah, I'm looking at his number, sixty-five yeah. percent. But you know, three touchdowns, four yeah. interceptions. But yeah, definitely, he he most closely simulates the starting quarterback. Exactly. Anywhere in the NFL. Well, John, the the Seahawks making uh, it official now with the coaches. Now they they have. Um, the new is it Sean Desai is the new they have it listed as an associate Assist, as, as, head coach? associate head coach okay is that different than assistant head coach or? no about the same okay because you know, that's been Clint Hurt in the past has been the yeah. assistant head coach and so that means that you know I don't know is that part of the negotiation hey if you come here I'll make you an assistant head coach or associate mm-hmm. head coach just because that looks good on your resume right well I mean like anything else it's probably money because again uh, Jake keeps said this uh, on Monday or Sunday or Monday that there was a real good competition for Sanjay or for, for Sean Desai, you know, with a bunch of teams that really wanted to have him on the roster. And so it's like uh, my guess is that because, it, you know, again, I mean, this was a team that I think that he wanted to come to. Uh, but also, it's like if you have so many other teams, you know, five, six, seven teams that wanted him, I think they probably had to step up and pay him a little bit more. Cash, mm-hmm. yeah. Go to Jody Allen and say, "Yeah, yeah. we got to up the ante here." <laughs> well, again, there's no there's no salary cap for coaches, right? What do you think of Sanjay Lyle coming back as a wide receivers coach? Yeah, no, as a as, uh, passing coordinator. Oh, passing oh, game, pass coordinator. game coordinator. Well, we're still not sure what John, that means, we John. We don't really know what they do. You know? <laughs> What's that? We don't really know what passing coordinator what, what, what works on the passing game. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't work on the run game. <laughs> uh, they do not. No. Yeah. No, they already have their run coordinator. So yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah, Andy Andy Dickerson, uh, who's also the O-line coach. But, no, that's something we've joked no, I think about. They, didn't they promote, I think, Chad Morton or something like that? Chad Morton's now the, uh, you know. The, See, the run game coordinator? Run, run game coordinator, ah. yeah. Hmm. Chad's a good coach. I think he does yeah, a good yeah. job with the. It's just the injuries that have killed them there. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, you know, and it, we were talking about this, and I know it looks like, um, you know, you've got a lot of guys that, I don't want to say are unproven, but you know they're in new positions and everything. And right. So, but you know we're talking to Mark Schlereth, and I think we both agreed. I mean, I think from the outside it looks worse, but from the inside it's like, hey, once you get the terminology down and you get to kind of know the coach, you know, which takes a little while. It's it's not like it sets you back as a defense or as a run game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like you can pick those things up pretty quickly. No, I would agree. And again, it's like, uh, and I think now that you're going to be the second year. Uh, with Shane Waldron as the uh, offensive coordinator, things will get better. And uh, you know, Sanjay is, I think, a real good coach. I like him a lot. So, and, and as you said, Chad Morton's a good coach. I, I think the coaching staff actually is in pretty good shape. John, the four two five asking Professor, any chance the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins this off season? If so, where? Well, I mean, I think they could. Uh, but again, if you're Kevin O'Connell, I mean, you need a quarterback and. Uh, I don't think he's in a position right now to give up a quarterback, and I think that he's going to like, you know, having Kirk Cousins there. Is there a chance? Of course there is. Yeah, because again, I mean, you've got a limited market right now for those quarterbacks, and more teams, you know, looking for quarterbacks. So it is possible. But then, what are you going to do to replace them? Mm. Hey, uh, we saw Richard Sherman earlier uh, yeah. tweeting something about Matthew Stafford. Sounds like he agrees with you, John. Well, thank you. Yeah, but we, uh, yeah, he said he's not a, he's not a Hall of Famer. No. But I have to say I'm, I'm that way right now. But, you know, if he continues, let's say he plays for another three or four years and, you know, maybe gets another Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and th- that was the one thing that uh, Mark Schlereth made the case that he thinks he's a Hall of Famer. And one of the reasons was um, that he's one of the toughest dudes yeah. because he gets got sacked and hit a lot, but also that – it's really hard, and he said, you know this, Dave, and I'm like, yeah, I do. It's tough to go to work uh, and really be all in, uh, and, you know, and I'm not saying as far as effort and stuff goes, but just your psyche when you're on a losing team for that many years. I mean, it just starts to, to get you down, and, you know, he's given him a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, but what you're, what you're saying is that, uh, you, know, they, you know, if they can do this for three, four, five years or whatever, then maybe he can be a consideration, mm-hmm. but the problem is, the Rams' windows about getting close to getting closed, I mean, because again, I think there's, it's two years as far as their core group. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, you know, the comments, the comment that was made by Sean McVay yesterday. Now, again, we didn't have anything from Aaron Donald refuting the idea that he's thinking about retiring. Yeah. He hasn't put that down yet. But then all of a sudden, here's Sean McVay, who on Friday, you know, leaked out in a press conference that he might be, you know, thinking about not coaching. Uh, next year, which of course, I mean, he obviously, I think he's obviously going to coach, but uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a long-term coach. I think it, uh, his contract's up in 2023. Uh, they asked him yes yesterday about his future, and he said, "We'll see." Yeah, mm. I saw that quote. He said he's enjoying the moment. Yeah, not, yeah. not focusing. I, and again, he's about ready to start a family. Um, I know the thought is, even though you know he's on his current contract that if he can get a Tony Romo-type contract in the broadcasting business, that would be currently twice what he's making uh, 
you know, now with the Rams. And that's got to be a solid consideration because, again, I don't know what you think. Uh, I think Sean McVay would be an absolute marvel as far as what he would be able to do as a commentator on uh, TV. Or he could be totally annoying. (laughs) Well, (laughs) how much much does he make as a head coach? Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know about him being annoying, but again, you got to no, I don't. Got to, got, no. You got to remember. I mean, here's a guy that you can go back six, seven, eight years uh, in his history and ask him about a play, and he'll have the play memorized to a point where he can give you every part of that play, uh, you know, pace by pace. And again, it's like that's how brilliant he is, and to bring that to the broadcast. I mean, I don't know what you think of Tony Romo. I love Tony Romo on TV. You know, just because, again, it's kind of like, you know, Tony is one of those guys. It looks like, you know, he's sitting in your living room and you're watching the game together. And again, he's just sitting there saying, hey, I just saw this. Did you notice what that did there? And here's the what here's the ramifications of that. I mean, I think he's fantastic. And again, you know, he's not overindulgent or anything like that. And I think in the case of Sean McVay, I mean, his analysis of what will happen on a play reviewing a play and all that stuff would be sensational but again i just don't i just wonder about the window for the rams and that's got to affect stafford now he's in the last year of his contract he's obviously got to do something to clear up some cap room for the team and all that but uh you know he'll obviously get some kind of a new contract but uh, i i just wonder you know how long that window is going to be and i only think it's going to be two years well, that, that's so shocking because, you know, if you if you had said going into the Super Bowl, you know, there's somebody here that's uh, thinking of retiring, he would be the last one on the list. I mean, he's they're only 36 years old. No, and... no, no. Here's where you're wrong. He was thinking about it two years ago. Really? Did we hear about that? Yeah, I don't remember him saying. I mean, I know you you, know, you heard it, John. I just I never remember that being a story. No, for I got I, I got that from the, the, some of the coaches on his staff. Mm. Oh. Okay, yeah, because yeah. we had never heard that. So. No, again, it's like it wasn't it wasn't public. Uh, but like for example, well then how can I be wrong, John? So <laughs> you're like, oh no no, you're wrong, and you're like, well I just didn't have the information. You didn't have the information, so it's like I'm not saying you're wrong. You just didn't have the information. You just said I was wrong, John. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh sorry, uh, John. One uh, texter sort of getting back to the Stafford Hall of Fame yeah. thing, asking two five three professor. Matt Stafford, and I'll trust the numbers because I'm not going to look them up at this particular moment. Matt Stafford has nearly 120 more touchdowns and 18,000 more yards than Kurt Warner, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So how is it an absolute no for Stafford? Kurt has two t- uh, two uh, trips to the Super Bowl. He's got three. He's got three trips to the Super Bowl, yeah. So it's like uh, that's where the difference was. And so, as soon as he did it in Arizona, you know, I made – I made a statement and I made the thought in my mind that he would make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he did. And again, what you're talking about with Stafford, I mean, he's had one great season with a great, with a great team, and that's one great season. I mean, he, you know, he did obviously great with a bad Detroit team. But again, he's like, you can't put everybody into the Hall of Fame. I mean, trust me, I've been voting since 88. I mean, again, we only have five spots. And like, for example, like next year, I mean, you know, Darrell Revis is going to be up and he could be a first ballot. I don't think Carson Palmer is going to make it, but he's up next year. But again, it's like, you know, people think you have one great season and you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. The answer is no. Mm. Yeah. Hey, John, do you like uh, watching the, have you seen the knock? 
thing where they go to the door and knock on the door. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that is that's really fun to watch. It I, is. I love that. I agree. I mean, again, it's like uh, you know because again, it's like uh, you get the reaction and the crying yeah. and the emotion and all that stuff. No, I think it's great. Leroy Butler he opens the door and there's Charles Woods and he sees him in his jacket and he's like. Oh, get the hell out of here and closes the door on him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, I'm sure they're good friends. So, yeah, that's always very cool to see. Very cool. Yeah. It, it's, hey, you just back to McVay for a moment. You said he would make potentially twice what he makes as a head coach. Yeah. What does what he paid as a head coach? About eight or nine. Eight or nine? So you think he, he would Probably get, eight. So what would he get as a broadcast, do you think? Well, Broadcaster. I mean, uh, Romo got, what, 18, 17, 18. Is that what he's getting? Yeah. My goodness. Well, John, he needs to stop saying guard instead of cover. He's like, this guy, he's guarding this guy. It just yeah. drives me nuts. It's coverage in the NFL. Who, who you, says that? Uh, Romo. Actually, a lot of people seem oh. to say it Well, these people days. are starting to say it now, and I'm always like, uh, yeah, they're called coverages, not guardages. Yeah. yeah. It's cover one, cover two. You cover guys. You don't guard them. Guarding them is in the NBA. Well, he, remember, he was undrafted, so. <laughs> excuse him for that that's pretty amazing you know and I, we always talk about that that uh, you know i was talking to somebody who hates the draft because it's total nonsense and you know there's all these people uh they're talking about on tv you oh, know as yeah. far as you know watching it and all these experts and everything and they're always wrong and this and that but it, it's amazing to me when you have a guy like tony Romo or doug baldwin yeah that is just entirely undrafted and then they just become dominant in the nfl that's mm-hmm. That's just such a great story. So it I, really is. I love Tony Romo for that. Yeah, we had that here with Doug Baldwin. Yep. Yeah. Undrafted, great receiver, arguably the second best receiver in the history of this organization at this particular moment. So, yeah, that's kind of a similar story. Yeah. Right? Right, there John? That's correct. Okay. Uh, John, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go. There's John Clayton with us every single day talking football. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, Made to chill. Download the podcast at 710sports.com. You're wrong, Dave. You're wrong. Oh, I know. That was funny. (laughs) No, you're wrong. (laughs) Oh, the professor. Uh, Uh, He's got some inside information there, though. But it's just so weird to me that, I don't know, I I guess if you knew what his day was like, and I think Peter King followed Sean McVay around for 48 hours or something and wrote an article on it, and it was about you know him getting up at like 4.30. Yeah. And, you know, driving in and getting on the chalkboard or grease board and the film and all that. And that was the thing that I got I got tired of. And now I miss it. But is the film going in the meetings, the meetings, first of all, and then the film. And I remember Earl Thomas talking about this a few years ago when he was still here. And he's like, yeah, and then you got to go have another meeting and then another meeting. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's how I felt at the end. But uh, and it would be probably a little that would be a lot easier uh, doing the games, but I'm sure he'd put tons of work into yeah, it more and than I, most people. And I think Demoff said something about it, uh, that, hey, these, these guys aren't sending these questions after a 17-game season and then the playoff run. I mean, they're, yeah. you're talking about fatigue where you're just feeling like, oh, the idea of doing this again right now is looks beyond daunting. So, yeah, everybody's fatigued mentally, physically, and, and maybe the answer's a little different based on that. Now you get a few months away from the game, maybe they're itching. They're like, oh. Can't wait yeah. to get back. I got to get, you know, whether we're talking about Aaron Donald or Sean McVay starts looking at the combine, starts looking at, you know, some of these college players, some of the free agents, and then those juices get get rolling again. So who, who knows? It, it, the timing could have a lot to do with 
the answers they're they're giving right now. Uh, meanwhile, which Mariner, which Seattle Mariner is going to have a breakout season, in your opinion, in 2022? You guys can text in who you think the breakout player, or if you got more than one, some breakout players for this team for the upcoming season. 421-3776-421-ESPN. We'll take a look at that next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.